I think growing up, a lot of kids, a lot of folks in LGBTQ community feel that they're not welcome, right? They're not welcome to be part of the sport. And they are hearing this. They are welcome uh, to any sports. Welcome to the Bronovo Podcast, the podcast that models healthy communication for men, empowering them to start the journey of self-work. Now here's your host, Thomas Pierce. All right, welcome along to the Bro Nouveau Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Pierce, and I am super pleased to present to you an awesome conversation with Danny Samrath. Danny is the head coach of the San Francisco Fog. The Fog is one of the original IGR rugby teams in the United States and in the world. IGR is the International Gay Rugby Association. It's a global association of gay and all gender-friendly rugby clubs throughout the world. I had the great pleasure of playing for the Fog, and it really opened my eyes to a lot of the experiences and challenges that gay and non-binary athletes face. So I wanted to have Danny on because he has an awesome personality and story, but I also think that this perspective of lessons we can learn from our queer brothers and sisters is extremely valuable for everyone, not just athletes. Without further ado, here he is, Danny X. How you doing, Danny? Good, you know, staying healthy and safe. Fully vax. I'm excited. Hot vac vax summer, vax, right? Baby. Hot, hot vac <laughs> summer is ready. It's ready <laughs> until I pass out when I go inside a restaurant. So that, that's going to be a hard part over here. <laughs> For our audience, man, um, you know, who, who is, who is Danny and, and how did you come to be in this position of leadership in the, the San Francisco rugby community? Right. Um, well, who is Danny? You know, I, I ask myself all the time. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, no, I, I don't have any existential crisis. Uh, name's Danny, Danny X, my nickname, or Danny Samrath, um, if you want the full name. Um, I am currently, um, all for more, almost a decade, uh, the coach of the San Francisco Fog, um, head coach out there. Um, basically, uh, just been doing this for a while. I, I really, I mean, I've done rugby since uh, middle school, um, but I really never fell in love with uh, rugby until I actually joined the Fog and saw how it affected a lot of the players out there. Um, I mean, I played sports all my life at a pretty high level, but there was just something about the Fog and rugby that really glommed onto me. And so, of course, you know, me being me, uh, very demando commando, became the captain pretty quickly. (laughs) And then (laughs) somehow captain coach and then head coach um, uh, to to this bit. And um, yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's in a nutshell. And that's how we met um, on there when you were looking for a rugby team. I was like, who who's this young athletic lad? He he needs some coaching, and I you know wanted you uh, to join the team, and I think that was a pretty different experience for you versus all the other teams that you've been with, um, whether or not it was high school or college, um, and, and and different environment, and you were exposed to a lot of things, just as me. I mean, it's it w- it was a different exposure for me, and it was a good exposure, and so that's how I I kept stuck stuck at it because uh. Of all the sports I played, I usually jump around. I did other things. Or I would get bored, right? 
I'm bored. I'm, I'm too good at this, right? Or n- not that good at this, right? Just to, to be honest, like some sports mm-hmm. I, I majorly suck at. Uh, you know, I won't tell you which sports, but I think you can <laughs> barely guess. Um, Rugby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my coach, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that that's how I end up where I am today. Um, but you know, it, it it is a it is a very rewarding experience to be a part of the fog and and doing things. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, thanks for being on. And yeah, little, little did I know, you know that that first practice. I rock up to San Francisco and I'm like, uh, I'll go try out a few teams and yeah. see what's happening. And then it would happen to be a Thursday. So we go over to the Pilsner Inn. Right. And there's Danny handing me a beer. And that was that three years later. Whoa, you know, what happened? You know, you know what happened? Your body changes, you, you do things. But I think, I think that's just part of the experience of why I really enjoyed the fog. Right. I mean, like, just kind of a little background myself. Like I played sports uh, <clears throat> again, you know, all my life. And I came from a very different kind of background. I think that pushed me to be kind of more out there than, than usual. Right. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in Inglewood in a predominantly black neighborhood. Right. Um, so, and being a uh, part of an immigrant family, you know, you just learn to be, this is you're going to be different, right? So how do you overcome your difference is either you dominate, right? You either dominate in sports or academia or something to show, hey, I am part of this community, right? And so I think for me, I kind of, that gave me my confidence to kind of come out and do what I did, right? And so I didn't mm-hmm. have the hangups that you have seen, with a lot of our rugby brethren, especially especially on the fog or in gay rugby in general, because a lot of the times, um, most of the times, not nowadays, things have changed, I think, for the better. But a lot of guys in their 30s and 40s didn't come out till later in life, right? And I think what was beautiful about the fog um, was that I got to witness firsthand a lot of those stories. Um, some folks weren't even as adults out, even though they played for the fog, right? And seeing how being a part of a team like that made them comfortable to come out, right? So I think for you, like a lot of, um, and putting words in your mouth, for some gay men, you were actually one of their first stra- straight best friends right? Where they opened mm-hmm. up to you. Did, did you see that when you were joining the team? Absolutely. And yeah. when it really hit me was when I got um, the end of season award, the with you award. Right. Uh, indicating like making the rookies feel welcome. Right. <clears throat> Which absolutely, man, it, it was incredible that it took me time to really understand what was happening. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, like, uh, you know, I think for me, it hit me a lot of moments, but one stuck out. I had a buddy on the team who was very confident guy, mm-hmm. you know, super social, you know, very masculine. Mm-hmm. And then he, as I was on the team, mm-hmm. I kind of witnessed his process of coming out to his family. Mm-hmm. 
which was just, you know, something that I had witnessed my, you know, my own brothers coming out, but it was relatively smooth. But for, for this friend, it, it was, it was not. No. And I think that's kind of when my eyes opened to about, okay, like my teammates who, you know, we rock up and and we play and there's a lot going on under the surface that I'm just completely oblivious to. Right. Right. And I, I think that's the beauty of the team and how, you can affect a change. Whether it's significant or insignificant, you are affecting a change. And so sometimes uh, people are like, well, maybe coach, why, why don't you coach another team because you have that skill set, right? Mm-hmm. Or you don't have to deal with it. So you're not just a head coach, you're kind of like um, a brother a mentor figure and all that wrapped into one. And I think the beauty of say it and where I think um, you see some of the more successful IGR coaches who stuck around versus those who are one and done or things is that you don't come in treating, Oh, this is just like any regular rugby team. A lot of these rugby teams are special because they are helping folks, not just, Play rugby. I love it. Again, that's the main point, right? But you are affecting a lot of life changes, whether it's coming out, whether it's being comfortable with your own self, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, loving thing, yourself. For the first loving time. yourself and seeing things. And so for me, that is the beauty of fog rugby, right? Especially uh, of things because again, you have folks where I'm, you know, I've been able to be participants and in weddings um, for close, close friends and fam, uh, they're like my family um, that I wouldn't have if I hadn't joined Fox Rebbe, right? Straight or gay, um, everything in between. And it, it is the beauty of rugby in a way in itself. But the beauty of Fog Rugby is that we are helping people not just gain confidence on the field, but actually off the field. And so I think that's, that's, that's a wonderful um wonderful thing right and you can help people on their journeys whether it's a year like some folks we only are only able to stay a year but i get folks who come out all the time that was a great year i learned things about myself that i i I didn't know about and that they're happy that they did it and there's some who are like the the legends like denny who, who has stayed every you know from practice one Till till now, um, till last Wednesday, till last Wednesday, right? Not to say that um, old guys are the, the main part, but it helps for the new guys. It helps for a new person to see, okay. hey, I'm part of a family, right? And when you see some of the new clubs, right, um, you'll have a couple of new folks that come out. Great, it was a great um, season, onesie, twosies, but. It, they come and fall, right? I've been doing this for almost two decades of IGR. Um, outside, you know, things change. Things always change, but there's always the constant presence. Win, lose, or draw, it's uh, how strong some of the clubs can withstand it. So, like, uh, some of the folks, like, you know, the great Matt in Manchester, um, he's the, what I would say, the Danny X of that team. They mm-hmm. go alive and strong. Uh, just knowing that someone like him is there or London Steelers with their infrastructure that they built. Right. So I think you can help, you can help uh, motivate and it helps people. I mean, you've seen 
a lot of stories how uh, for folks who just first year or second year, gay rugby has helped their lives, changed their lives, um, straight or gay, and how it affects them. And so that's that's just a beauty. So if you're in your local town, go check out your IGR team because maybe it's not the same kind of rugby team uh, you are used to, but um, you might be you might be affecting someone's life in a different way. So yeah, absolutely. And the way I conceptualized of it was that basically by just by being consistent and being present. I could help provide some structure, right. you know, and, and that was really amazing because it took my rugby, which was something that I didn't take for granted, but I just been doing most of my life and I right. loved it. It's kind of like right. putting on socks. Like if I'm healthy, I'm going to go play, <clears throat> but right. on the fog, you know, I was able to help support the infrastructure and just mm-hmm. after a while I realized how impactful that was and how having a few like glue people around could allow these, you know, floaters or new people to come in mm-hmm. who then just love it. You know, like right. there's some who fall off and there's some who absolutely love it. And now they're going to be ruggers the rest of their lives, you know? Right. Right. And, and it's so and, cool. And yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. And it, it is leadership, right? It's a different type of leadership and it comes from different places, right? Some people think, Oh, I, I'm the leader because I'm the captain. That doesn't make a leader, right? Some coaches call says someone's a captain because that guy can talk to the ref, right? Doesn't make mm-hmm. him a real leader. It just means he can talk to the ref um, really, really well, right? Uh, some coaches think, oh, it's it's the guy who's my main fitness guy, right? He, the MVP, the best players, uh, my, you know, that's that's the leader, right? But everyone can be a leader. Right. I mean, everyone from the guy leading stretches to guy doing warm up to the girl wrapping your bandage, right, to get you ready for the game, or our, you know, or Tina, legend, you know, she's mm-hmm. probably the alpha of the team, you know, even though I'm the head yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll admit <laughs> it, you know, I'll stand down, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to things. Um, yeah, Tina's mad. That's it. He's dead yeah, get out. I'm, I'm like, that's okay. I'm out. Um, but no, I, I, but I think, again, I think what rugby in general allows everyone has an opportunity because, again, each position is important, right? You can have, um, right? I mean, like I said, we could have Dan Carter on our team. We won't win the national championship. Right, unless all fifteen guys are all and girls, or depending on on items, um, mm-hmm. are ready to play, right? Um, and so, it's it's a beauty of that sport, and the beauty of say an IGR team is because a lot of these teams are fairly new, right? I mean, King's Cross has only been twenty five years. We're barely reaching our twentieth. I mean, we passed our twentieth anniversary, and we're the fourth oldest team, fourth oldest IGR team in the world. Um, but a lot of them are fairly new. A lot of fairly totally. new. And I think it is it helps people people don't realize that a lot of a lot of these concepts are new. A lot of these concepts of gay rugby is still a relatively new thing. And there's a lot of things to work on, right? Especially with um, the transphobic laws that are being passed um, through England rugby, 
um, there's just a lot of stuff that still needs to be worked on, right? So just by having a presence, by being part of gay rugby, whether or not you are gay, um, you're making a difference, right? As long as you are buying into it versus, oh, I'm just here. This is just any regular club, which again, defeats purpose because it is a different club. It's not your one and done. It, it, it involves a little more involvement to truly get out of it, right? But if it's just some team you want to join in and do things, yeah, that's that's your prerogative. But I think you are, if you join a gay rugby team or an IGR team, um, you're doing yourself a disservice by not participating in its goals and its mission, because then it's just a smokescreen. You're just taking a spot from someone who uh, actually would give a shit. Yeah. Who gives a shit. And that's the, that's the, that's the thing. And yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like you have the, the Mexico city tour Jersey on, Mm -hmm. you know, we played that, we went down there and there was a new, a new club. And Mm -hmm. that was when I realized like the, the impact of the fog, Mm -hmm family has right by us going you know could help to lend some credibility right you know class you know tournament i'm playing i'm playing scrum half and mm-hmm. you know how, how does that happen no one knows but <laughs> we play it's fun yeah afterwards the other scrum half comes up to me he's like man like that was so incredible you you tackled me like so hard right. and i was like i was like what yeah, like, what do yeah. you mean? He's like, well, I was, you know, he was basically explained how, like, because he was with the the new gay team from from CDMX, like, he he had this like sense of like, I don't, I don't know if it was inferiority, but he, yeah. he thought that maybe like that we wouldn't take them as seriously, or I wouldn't try as hard right. because of those perceived differences. Right. And it was so amazing that literally me just playing normally yeah. had such a cool impact on him, and in. Yeah. And, and, meant a lot to him and in turn right. meant a lot to me. Right. So it was, it was, it was beautiful. You know, I feel yeah. like rugby is that container for all the, a lot of the best things that sports can offer. Mm-hmm. It, it can. Magnified. Yeah, yeah it, it, it can. I think um, presence matters. It, it is very revolutionary, right? Um, when, a t- when we show up, right? When you always show up and maybe for better, for worse, I was always Mr. If we have 11, 10 guys, it counts. We're going to make the game happen, right? Maybe to my own injury and detriment, right? Because presence right. matters, right? Sometimes people think, Danny, just just cancel the game, just forfeit. I'm like, F that, right? Because mm. what you do today could affect something, right? And going back to a lot of these Latin America tours, um, kind of where uh, we were in Medellin, and uh, one player... Uh, have wanted to come play with us, right? He was playing for another side in Medellin um, and just didn't didn't feel comfortable about it, right? But just us being there, next season, he transferred to the team that we were playing against and is an out player, right? So we helped someone feel comfortable in their own skin playing rugby. So I think that's the beauty of being part of the fog is that our story is known and that's why i'm always about keeping keeping it going keeping the right keeping it for better for it the right way of doing things right not um uh and, and just knowing our effect right because we are mark bingham's team we are one of the older igr teams and we've been around 
right? And it, we have had affected a lot of change, right? Especially with a lot of the teams that we play against locally. It's not just internationally, locally from respect. And we have a lot of work to do where a team that practices a field away felt the nerve to not show up to their own social, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on things. So again, everyone thinks, oh, well, you know, we have gay players and on the highest leagues, uh, things are going great. It's still still the same, even in San Francisco, where a team that's playing in our own division um, only had five guys show up for their own social, right? Let's call it what you want, Tommy Boy, but that was that's totally homophobic to me. So, Absolutely, I've, yeah. I've come around a long way since yeah. since the day that happened. Just yeah. so you know, yeah. yeah, you know, as I've educated myself more and just thought about it, like yeah. that was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, absolutely and no, yeah, and it's, no, yeah, it's not okay. It's it's it's, not. it's disrespectful on a lot of levels, but right. for any team to when, do to any, yeah, yeah, yeah to do it to any club is disrespectful. But then to yeah. knowing ev- everything we just spent this last time talking about that these guys right. know about what yeah. it means to the, our players in the fog. Right. Yeah. Who maybe never had a social with yeah. a straight. And that was the first, like, and the, for some of those guys, that was their first social. Right. And so, um, that, that, that to me is why I keep on doing this. That to mm-hmm. me is why, um, I keep on coaching uh, and staying with the fog. Right. Because to me, those things matter. Right. And it shows that we have a lot of work to do. Right. Because uh, it's we can say, oh, uh, well, this team from Eureka, you know, didn't party with us. That's one thing. Actually, they do. Those quote unquote hillbillies do. They love it. They They love it. it. The Eureka, you know, for (laughs) our and 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 it defeats our own prejudices. Right. About people outside Mm. of it. But it also gives us kind of an insight of how internally, like even just, just my next door neighbor doesn't want to share a beer with me. So that, and then there, there's a problem right there, right? Just a beer after rugby is not, we're not going, there was their venue, their choice, their alcohol, right? You know, (laughs) I know. Yeah. But, but, you know, but minus that, I think it, it, it is, it is changing for the better because things like topics like, um, you know, trans players playing on, on teams ha- has been blown wide open more. Um, things, how we use words, languages, right? Those kind of topics, that's, that's kind of out there. So I think um, that is the beauty of, of Fog Rugby, but it's also beauty of rugby because, again, um, most teams, right? Let's not count our your D1 teams, but like most D2, D3 teams around the country, they're not going to be able to sometimes feel 15 to 18 guys, right? For a game, right? Depending on the league. And you need everyone, right? And there's a bunch of athletes. There's a bunch of athletes uh, that are, that you can find, right? There's that guy in the gym, that fast runner um, uh, that needs to be part of the team. Like look at your co-captain, during your season, Joy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By any means, right? And, you know, if he, he, he listens to this, he knows how much I love <laughs> uh, You look at him, you're like, who's that queen running, uh, r- running out there? But uh, I think, right? But uh, again, he's going to punch me later, right? Uh, yeah. But I think from my own experience, 
of watching him play, I know that was a fucking leader, right? And so totally. I think that's where you have to have someone with experience with uh, IGR rugby and who truly embraces it, not someone who's going to be like, oh, look at that specimen, right? You really have to work somewhat thing out. And so I think this this is for me, my own coaching exercise of, oh, that guy with, you know, with the, who can bench press 500 pounds or squat something, you know, ridiculous. Is he a rugby player? Maybe not, actually. It's that queen whose dresses in drag, but they're going to be fierce. They're going to be fierce For off sure. the field and on the field. And I think um, that's... They're going to act with integrity and... Yeah. And- Stand up for their teammates. Yeah, that's that's a change, and that's another leader. That's that's leadership to me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, change, changing um, that that point of view and, and what makes a leader, and uh, and with rugby and how it can make anyone a leader if you choose. Absolutely, to. yeah, absolutely. Dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. The reason my personal inspiration around it comes from being a like discarded from the other sports team, didn't make the lacrosse team in high school, right. and then I found rugby. And and it's the beautiful balance of humility and confidence that keeps me like addicted, you know, because on one hand, I'm never going to be the biggest, fastest, strongest, baddest guy, toughest guy in the field ever. Right. But within that 80 minutes, you know, if I keep the work rate up and have a never say die attitude, mm-hmm. I will have a moment of impact where I can turn a game or, you know, put right. on the, the cape and feel like Superman, you know? Right. Right. And it's so cool. And it totally applies to the rest of life. Yeah. And after playing on the fog, that's why I care, care about it. And mm-hmm. you know, why I'm trying to platform, you know, voices like yours because these opportunities should be afforded to everybody. Yeah. Not yeah. just the kids, the fucking straight kids, you know? Right. And I, I think that's the one beauty or one thing, you know, like, with uh, gay rugby or the gay games or other sports. I mean, I'm, you know, personally, because I've been involved in gay rugby and some uh, gay rugby fans, oh, there's no other sports. I'm like, no, there's, there's other sports. Like there's, there's a, there's a sport for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just that I think growing up, a lot of kids, a lot of folks in um, LGBT uh, Q uh, community um, because of, society or what we've been told or languages used feel that they're not welcome right they're not welcome to be part of the sport and my if they are hearing this they are welcome um, to any sports they are they should go out there but it is hard because some of the options aren't there for them right or some of the coachings or some of the coaches or the folks that who are running these teams aren't welcoming yet. And so it is, it is hard. It is hard. So that's why I'm glad that there is a space, at least in the rugby community for folks to, to join uh, on these things. So, and that's one thing that a lot of uh, gay, queer, lesbian kids didn't have growing up because whatever community they are, aren't accepting of it because uh, again, not everyone's a star, right? And so sometimes you discard, um, those guys uh, from there. And then if you think, and I think growing up, you played sports all your life, someone that shows a weakness, uh, the kids, kids are brutal. <laughs> and, if, if, and if the coaches <laughs> just, just walking the street to your next class is, is brutal. And so um, 
on top of having to figure out your own, own identity to figure out what you like that society says, oh, that's not normal. That's, a, that's an added pressure, right? And I, I'm glad, at least for us, we take out the whole aspect of whether or not you're gay, right, portion of it, um, uh, of things, and that you could learn the sport on at least that kind of term and trying to, in a much more, I would say, support environment um, than other teams. Not to say other teams aren't supportive, but they're not looking mm -hmm. out at it from a queer perspective. Right. Because sometimes it is kind of a judgment where someone says, well, no, I treat everyone the same. Um, maybe you're really not. Right. You need to identify. You need to really acknowledge that. No, that person is uh, a gay male going through things or a trans male or a trans female going through thing. It, it's kind of like that term, as, uh, as we've seen with um, uh, Black Lives Matter or, mm -hmm. or the Asian hate crimes we're seeing. Where some mm -hmm. folks go, well, I don't see race. No, you should see race because that is some. You're you're telling me you are denying my race on doing right. things, and so um, whereas it's the same thing going to another club or doing things. I'm denying your gayness. I'm denying your queerness by treating you the same or pushing you on the same terms because you need to adjust your language. You need to adjust how you're thinking because. Um, there are things, things we're addressing and there are things I'm learning, right? You know, whether or not I use the right pronouns on things, right? Because some folks, they don't only refer to as he, him, it's them. And I'm pushing a microaggression on them. So those are things I'm learning as well, as well, at being an older man with really perfect skin uh, on things. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, no. And, and I think that's the beauty of uh, some sports like us or being part of the fog or um, that I could do that, right? And, and learn, right? Uh, Absolutely. Lifelong learner. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you kind of answered a question I was going to ask, which mm -hmm. was what keeps you coaching already. But that makes sense too. Right. Because every season is a new batch of people, new dynamics, yeah. new challenges. New heartburns. New, new, Harper, new, new, new yeah. temper tantrums. Nah, it, 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 it's the beauty of it. Every, every, everything is new. And there's always, um, there's all, like I was telling someone when I retire, once I retire from the fog, um, every season, no matter how rough it, it could have been, like whether it's the lost games or um, the drama inside, outside, right? Every season was a special season. And that people should really, really have enjoyed it in the moment. But that's that's easy for me to say because I come from someone who's been there through the years. Whether it's you know lose a tough losing season, a final at a Bingham Cup, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you you tasted it all, right? But the one thing is just keep on trucking because, like you said, maybe I didn't play that magical moment for eighty minutes straight, but I made that try. I made that great hit. But think about it from a perspective of someone who's never played a sport or someone who's been bullied all their life doing almost that same exact thing. Um, you can affect change. You can affect something different. It's not a, just a group of buddies. And again, I love a group of buddies who go out drinking with after a game. Um, I love the camaraderie. Uh, but there's a bit of effect. There's a bit of effect when you travel under the fog crest, right? For better or for worse. 
right? Yeah, um, it, it draws it, a lot of it draws, reactions too. Yeah, it draws a negative atten- attention, but there's a lot of positive around it, right? Because people can talk about how, yeah, Mark Bingham, right? Or for some people, Fog was the first gay team in America. They were not. It, it, it is the renegades mm-hmm. in Washington. Um, but it is of that outsized nature, right, of the, of the team, that you're part of a family that has lasted more than two decades, right, um, which in U.S. rugby years is a lot, right, um, mm-hmm, um, as, as things have come and gone. Um, but you get to travel the world, and people know. People know Fog. I go to when we went to Buenos Aires, yeah, Fog Rugby is here. We've heard about this. We've heard about the stories. We've heard about the Bingham Cup, right? Or um, look at us. We're going to have a player for the first time in Argentina switch over as a trans female and things and the effect of it, right? And then we mm-hmm. got to play that. We were the first IGR team to play against their IGR team, right? And again, knowing knowing that is beautiful. and you're you're part of something you're part of something you're not going for press you're not going anything hard uh as some other clubs are but we just uphold we just uphold the crest and that's been my my goal um uh, of things and you do it because that one player that comes out you know younger who's 22 who's being proud uh, of being part of the fog game and just scores their first try their first zulu or makes their first tackle yeah, I, that, oh, that's absolutely. Joy. That's that's just joy to me, but it's also joy mm-hmm. that everything you do does affect. And it is, you know, we get messages from all over the world on 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 the inspiration that we're a part of, even now. And it's not just not Mark; it's just everything we do constantly, <laughs> like going to Cuba, going here, going from these other items outside of. I, I call it the IGR bubble, right? Um, and, and really uh, affecting affecting kind of a change even on a lower level. For sure. And to bring it around to the target audience of the show, right? Because when I'm conceptualizing about how, like, how do I get other straight people to understand the severity, mm-hmm. you know, like what most straight athletes I talk to about this or explain the fog, mm-hmm. there's, I don't want to say I did actually, you know what I will say it is dismissive. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh, they might feel that way, but it's not, that's not how it was meant. And it's like, right. are you serious? Like you're, you're discounting their experience already in right. that dismissal of right. their own lived experience of someone trying to tell you. So yeah, I guess that's, that's what I want to communicate is that like this homophobia in sports is super, super real. Right. And there's a reason that, there are, I don't think, any gay NFL players out right now. Not currently, not not an active roster. Not, right? I, what's up with that? Right? Yeah. Like, I, I think it's money, right? And mm-hmm. t- and things and um and someone said like, what if there was something one like an Aaron Rodgers, right? But it would have to be Aaron Rodgers now, not Aaron Rodgers starting up, starting up, um, right? Because mm-hmm. it it is uncomfortable, right? Because everything. Like I was saying, everything can be a microaggression where you're living with it constantly, right? Where we're saying someone's 
going back to that example of, oh, well, Danny, I, I don't look at race or Danny, I don't look at sexuality when I'm, I'm playing coaching. Well, that means you're discounting me. I don't exist in your eyes, right? I, I do want to be treated the same. That's not, that's not uh, a thing. But by you denying me something, because you're not denying Thomas and his straight thing, right? Like you're not saying, hey, Thomas, how's your girlfriend doing? You're not going to say the same thing to me. How's your boyfriend doing, right? Like that mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. is an aggression because it means there's a connection with you versus a connection with me, right? And it's just those little things that uh, the term, what, death by a thousand cuts, right? Mm-hmm. Of not feeling accepted. And so, yeah, no, it, I, I can hear you because someone's saying, well, no, I, I accept my you know, gay friend, but I think on only on your terms, not on their terms, right? And, and so I think, and even even on your own terms, going back to the team that only showed with five people at their social, you are not going to accept this and we're not even going to have come to our own social on things, right? Which is to me a big insult, right? We, we came on your own terms and it's still not enough, right? So how more... Totally. How more do we need to do? So why is it me having to educate you, not you, Tom, but like, why do I have to go out? Why do I have to go out of my way so that for you to slap me in the face again? Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's where uh, it is a need for a gay rugby team to be around. There is a need for us to be acknowledged each other's difference and also to celebrate it, right? And, and and know where things are coming from because we don't, some folks haven't had the privilege to do certain things, right? Like either it's economic privilege, either it's, it's uh, racial, right? There's just so much kind of things that people don't um, get to have a chance to do or get to chance, chance to express. Because, I mean, if you look at our team, there are some folks I'm like, holy crap, what if I had taught them rugby in high school? Beast, right? So right. They're, they're starting out 20 years behind everyone else and they're coming up to speed, right? But what if, the, if, if say, a kid, a gay kid comes out to a fog rugby game and there actually has been and now they're playing rugby, right? So that person has now felt comfortable uh, uh, coming out, and it could be your niece, it could be your nephew, it could be someone family, it could be a family friend. It doesn't even have to be family. It could be someone knowing that you affected a kid's life just by having your presence, right? And knowing that it's okay, it's okay to be gay, it's okay, right? Because I'm seeing a lot of kids now coming out earlier and earlier. I was a special case, right? But mm-hmm. I'm no longer mm-hmm. a special case. The more I That's I'm awesome. com- community that. Yeah, no, it, it is awesome when you see hearing teens, tweens talking about sexuality, identity, things that I am still learning, right? How to talk and how to convey. But I'm so glad for the next generation because we kind of help pave the way for for certain things. And I think um, it's hard. And it is being to be dismissive because what someone's trying to not say or trying to acknowledge is when, when they're saying like, oh, I treat everyone the same that means they're not being prejudicial about someone, right? But sometimes that's the opposite tack, right? By not acknowledging that there is a problem, it, it doesn't go away magically. It goes away for that person, 
right? But I still live life as a gay man, a man of color mm-hmm. on things. I cannot, you know, go hide right. that. Yeah, you don't, you don't have the privilege of, of going yeah. out in the world right. and yeah. everyone just being right. like, oh, I don't see how yeah. he looks. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's like, the case. And so I think it, it is important. And if someone wants an inkling of checking out, it's a, it'll be a different experience, right? It might not be an experience for you, but what I hope someone finds if someone's coming from that straight world athlete or just straight wool going into a gay team, a predominantly gay team, gay inclusive team, uh, what have you, uh, making sure I use the right terms, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're canceled. That, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm probably canceled. Um, uh, uh, that, that they'll find something different. And I think for the one beauty, I think, um, keep me honest, Tom, um, is that some of our straight guys are kind of a little quirky. Right. Um, they they totally. they they themselves uh, have played on straight, quote unquote, predominantly straight teams, and found a family mm. on a gay team. Right. And so, 100%. because we are more accepting of quirks, right? We acknowledge, oh, hey, this is your your jam. You're still my brother. Let's have a drink. Right, I'm going to acknowledge you on that. Right, and mm-hmm. th- those are things as well. You know, I acknowledge that you like that daddy bear. Right, you know, not right. my jam. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I, 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 I acknowledge it, even though I'm being a bear. Is it your jam? Right, where is it your jam? <laughs> just only eight years difference you know that's not yeah. not the gap i was looking for right you're looking for 20 stop it, stop it. <laughs> um, yeah excellent see again leading into that uh dirty old man trope but um no no uh no no i think that, i think that's it, an example it, yeah. Huh? So, yeah. Pardon me for interrupting you, but I think that that example of like the humor yeah. that arises in these diverse cultures is is fantastic. Like, like banter and humor is like is the currency of rugby. Yeah. And the jokes that happen on yeah. a gay team between yeah. the all the spectrums of sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. Are insane. Like it's oh, yeah. it's 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 yeah. absolutely savage, and it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, it 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 it, 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 it is it, it is very amusing, and you know, you you learn a lot. Like like I said, I mean, there are communities that I never knew existed, um, but they do, and and it, it is not just like a, a homogeneous homo world out there, right? And that's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. I I mean, like I said, um, I what I learned about gay world is what you see at the media at the time, right? So in my, the conceptualizing of 90s, 2000s, uh, gay man was a certain type, right? And so Fog Rugby blew it open for me. Like, what? You can be over 200 pounds and still be desirable or think you're desirable? Please, right? <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it's a good thing because you right. are desirable as a 200 pound plus person right and 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 you like 
what you like, and that's great. That's freaking fantastic, right? And and it, it's it's such a beauty, not just for a straight man or a straight person to join, but even for someone part of the gay community, because you're going to meet friends who are doing things a little different, all all consensual, all safe, whatever, you know, terms, mm-hmm. but you're going to learn a lot and you might learn a lot about yourself, right? Because I think totally there, there's still the media of the pretty, you know, cleaned up, gay male right, and as right. we've seen thomas some of our guys yeah. gross i've seen yeah. they, they remind me of my, <laughs> like i've seen high school football players with better hygiene but uh it went back in high school but i mean oh my God. you know gross but again it just shows you where it, it's just different different uh but it's all good it's all good it's all good as long as, as not, you are and just you know, but you're stinky. Don't come too too close. You know, math comp. <laughs> Stay uh, on the patio. You smell yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you smell that. And I'm not into that. I'm not into that. Just because I play rugby, I'm Euro style, man. You should shower. And then yeah, yeah. then there are the guys who are like, oh, you smell it. I'm into that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and there's and there's some ladies who are into that. You know, welcome to San Francisco. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. maybe maybe my my pitch is come to San Francisco and just enjoy all the openness uh, of things, right? Within it's consent, amazing. It, within consent, yeah, circ- yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. To, to circle to circle back to your your comment about the straight guys in the team, that's a totally common thread. I think it's it's yeah. You know, we have had the more like archetypal, you yeah. know, straight guys come and. Maybe they don't stay, but their experience, they learn a lot. They share things with us. Right. You know, I think they can maybe learn to laugh at themselves more and, and kind of take, yeah. you know, cause that's yeah. so much of the male conditioning is this like stoic, rigid, you know, mm. archetype where I can't admit weakness or I can't admit failure. And I, and if I, if right. anyone acknowledges my, my shortcomings, like it's an attack instead of right. just acknowledging the, what it is, you know, it's like, right. it's like this whole conversation on race. It's not an attack on anybody. It's, no. but it's acknowledging what happens mm-hmm. with our brains and our eyeballs, you know, right. like yeah. and the way things are in reality. So, I mean, yeah, it, but it, the, yeah. Mm-hmm, good. Oh no, no, no. I, I mean, it, it, it is true. Right. And uh, you see some of our quote unquote archetypal, bro types that do come they open up and you're like they're just as weird as we are right and maybe <laughs> that just means we're all weird but i think the beauty of it is that uh it, it, you can be weird among these friends you don't have to be best friends right you don't have to be the best but i know every tuesday thursday saturday tommy boy is going to be there he's got my back in practice in mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. i can share a drink we can party up on Toad Hall, right? Dancing and, and doing things. But, um, and, and I do think the beauty of rugby and fog rugby in general is you're going to make friends that you never thought you have. And I have made friends in the gay community. I think I would have not had if I had not found fog rugby because I was the archetypal douchebag bros athlete, right? And mm-hmm. the type of 
gay men that I hanged out were the archetypal, you know, Hebrew, Hebrew, right? Kind of, kind of, kind of thing. It changed. I think it changed both of us, right? Um, from totally. high, what I call my that hyper masculine gay dude, right, to more someone who's just really understanding or trying to be understanding uh, on, on things and identifying what could make a great rugby player because you're missing out. People are missing out on that femme queen. Someone you're missing out on the guy with the lisp or that person who's just short and skinny, right? Because that person could be the most fiercest person. I mean, and rugby is the Trojan horse. Rugby is the Trojan horse to uh, have conversations like this, right? Uh, but I just want to acknowledge our sisters on there and all the struggles totally. they have to do just not being lesbian, but just women's rugby in general. And I think how awesome the community has grown in talking about equity and doing things, but we, we still haven't come far enough, right. In doing things. And that's why, um, gay rugby is important. Um, IGR rugby is important. Um, and bog rugby is important. One thing I'm trying to learn is uh, I, you really need to sit and listen, right? And, and really, and really um, kind of understand where the other person is coming from. Keep learning. Got to keep learning. And, and I can say it's not just rugby. I think it's just being a decent human being, right? You're, you should always be constantly learning because if you're not learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, what's the point? Right um, on things. So unless you're, because that person, you're, you should be striving for something, even if it's just that small little thing um, every day to to improve yourself. So I mean, as a man, as a woman, as a person, that 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 should be the goal of, of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Bach Rugby has improved me. And so I can't thank. Um, I know people are like, well, you've been around like. Um, so you're the, the teacher. I'm like, no, you guys are the teachers. You guys are teaching me every day so that I can be a better coach, better person, a better player. So I think that is that feedback loop constantly um, of things, you know, going back to why Fog Rugby is awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Well, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for, for sharing your, your, your stories and your wisdom and, this is what it's all about learning having a conversation and and walking away better for it right and right now dude i'm just about to check flights here to san francisco so i can go play some fog rugby man oh I my miss god you. Miss you. I, we miss you you'll be excited yeah you'll be excited uh yeah. love the ruggers awesome danny dude well thank you so much um no problem thank you for uh inviting me all right folks there you have it the man himself, Danny, getting on the pod. Thank you so much to him for taking the time to tell his story and share it with us all. He's somebody who I have so much love and respect for on a personal level, but also because of all of the people who the Fog's uh, reach gets to in a very positive way. I'm going to link to the IGR website as well as the Fog's website for anybody looking to get involved, as well as some statistics and research around the experience of queer people in a sports environment that will shed some light on how important and real this this topic is and this issue is thanks so much for tuning into the bro nouveau podcast 
subscribe wherever you get your pods and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you.